it's another episode of Hot Takes with Panda and Billy. It is coming down to the wire, the end of the NFL season. It was conference championship weekend. Billy, how we doing, man? What up, what up? The Super Bowl's set, man. No turning back now. <laughs> this is it. See how it works out. No turning back now. Yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah, I mean, it ended up being, like, honestly, I'm going to say this out right before we get into the games. This has been some of the best, like, playoffs that I've seen. Ever. Oh, dude, so good, man. Ever. Like, yeah. And going into it, like, with, like, a, I don't really give a shit after the wild card round, it's been even better. So, well, it's really cool. It's like, it feels like for the first time in a minute, at least, like, for my short term memory or whatever, that the conference championship, like, those four teams are clearly the, probably the best four teams. You know what I mean? At least playing yeah. the best right now. So, for sure. You can't be mad about either scenario, really. The only thing that I would say about that is I would argue a little bit here. Granted, it, it, it doesn't really matter at this point now when, you know, obviously the Bengals get the win. But I would argue that I think the Bills were at a little bit of a higher higher rate of play. But they got screwed on their, their, their just terrible coaching. So, I mean, they did exactly. I mean, it still comes down to that, dude. It's a whole thing. You got coaches as well as players, you know, so they shit the bed. The Bengals showed up strong and uh, here we are. But. Spoiler yeah. alert, I guess. <laughs> yes, yeah, spoiler alert. Well, what yeah. else did you do this week? Uh, I mean, obviously, this this uh, episode's going to be a little different. We'll be going over the championship games. We'll do a little bit talk about the Super Bowl. But then we're also going to hit into a different subject that we don't usually talk about on here all that often. But it's that time of year. We're going to talk about the Royal Rumble. Get into that, yeah. into that wrestling shit, you know? Damn right. Yeah. Having some beers, hanging out, doing our thing. We uh, actually got to do a little pool and stuff this week, and we'll kind of recap all that stuff, too. Um, but, yeah, what else besides that this weekend did you really get off to? I mean, I mean, obviously, Saturday, Sunday, we're kind of quarantined to that. So, Man, I didn't really do shit. We had snowmageddon out here, so we got like three inches of the whole city shut down kind of deal. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but, uh, no, no, yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. Sorry, I'll, I'll finish up after, after this. Uh, I don't have shit to say. Like, literally, once uh, I, we got – it's really funny living in a city like this because we're used to like snow it's like no big deal like come to yeah. work no matter what you know kind of thing whereas like now the city's like so scared of everything the um, i got sent home early from work friday uh because of the possibility of snow yeah and then i well, just did fucked. all my if you we if would be yeah you'd be fucked yeah. if transit shuts down you're done yeah that's the whole thing is so many people rely on trains that they just say fuck it shut it down and they canceled school really early too because i guess a couple of years back some kid didn't make it home and yeah. like died in the snow or something oh, so <laughs> yeah but anyway uh we got sent home early i just did all my chores friday before it snowed and then i just stayed in bro it was cool it, it did snow it did kind of you know fill up they don't shovel the streets in my area we're kind of like abandoned out here so <laughs> it is what it is but yeah, I mean, for you, it's a plus side that you're not driving, but it does suck outside of that. I mean, you have to obviously shovel your sidewalk or whatever if you want to. Like. Yeah, I did do that. But I mean, like, if the city shuts down, that means I have nowhere. I don't have to go to work. So, yeah. like, who cares? You know, yeah, I'm down with sure. it. I was yeah. going to I was gonna make this because uh, a bunch of the bands that I, I would have seen and, and did see this week and stuff like that had, had uh, games that, or not games, concerts in Philly over the weekend that got canceled because of this yeah. snow like uh 
Cursive, who I saw last night, they're from Omaha. They yeah, ended up, they were, yeah, dude, I love Cursive. They're fucking amazing. But yep. saw them in Omaha last, or in, saw uh, saw them in Pittsburgh last night. Jesus Christ, I can't even talk. This is gonna be a great <laughs> podcast, guys. I'm ready. It's all good. We're ready. <laughs> but saw Cursive here in town last night with my partner Megan and her brother and uh, uh, sister in law, and it was it was awesome. Like, yeah. I have not seen Cursive in a bigger venue in years because every single time when we lived in Omaha. They own Olivers, so they would do the secret show at Olivers in December every year. Like a Tuesday night, you'd find out at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, yeah, they're doing a secret show, 5 bucks, show up at Olivers, they're playing. I'm like, yeah, dope, done. Did it like four years in a row, dude. It was so great. Seeing them in that level, but like, also, it's cool to see them in a bigger venue, see them outside of Omaha, (laughs) and see that other people do enjoy this band. Like, I, I always almost thought a little bit that it was kind of an Omaha thing only but i didn't realize how many people fucking love cursive dude yeah i mean there's shit there's a lot of bands that came out of omaha that you know we really don't think about like your boy bright eyes and uh oh, connor. <laughs> 311 well connor's yeah, big yeah. 311's 311 i mean they still don't even claim omaha like they say that they're well, they from don't there, anymore, but they don't yeah. claim it at all so it is what yeah. it is and i was never after the first two albums i was never really a big 311 fan anyways that's just ever me. since i yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way. Ever since that Amber album, whatever that that song was on, I took a shift, man. Amber I remember is this the defining. Color of your energy. Yo, that album's still okay, <laughs> but here's I took a shift. I had I had a defining moment as a teenager, dude. I was at the Mall of America on family vacation, right? This is just a short tangent or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you good? You good? S- sitting in a CD trade poster, what? Not uh, Suncoast. That's what Suncoast. it was called back then. Uh, there was two CDs on display that were just that had just come out, and one was that 311 album with Amber and shit, and the other one was a uh, Cold with 13 Ways to Bleed on stage. Yeah, and I only had so much money; I was like 13 or whatever. So I I went with Cold, and I, I yeah. just I never looked back. You so know, that that album's amazing. So I feel like this is what kind of molded us as we were kids because I have this same like thing. But it was when I was 13. I was in Cincinnati. I was visiting. I was a family vacation out to Cincinnati and shit. And, uh, like, I was in trouble at the time, so I didn't have really all that much money because I didn't have good grades that year or whatever. So summer vacation goes out. And yeah. uh, I was <laughs> able to buy a single CD when we went to the mall that day out in Cincinnati. And I got Goldfinger's album. Uh, and I feel like that changed everything a little bit for me because, like, that's where I, like, got into my whole, like, pop punk fix and like from goldfinger dude like i i went from them to like all kinds of other like pop punk bands like everybody got into it but like they were awesome it was so much fun and that's also a big thing from where i got into uh um what's it called uh hockey because of because of them oh, stopping yeah. ground had the wayne gretzky song on it and everything else like that's just what i did like, it was a huge part of like how i came nah, up yeah. and loved music it makes sense. I mean, we wore those CDs out back then. You know what I mean? I know, I know me, at least. I would oh, put them in my disc and just sit there and listen to them all day long. So, Dude, fucking always. That's a, dude, yeah. we were joking around. Megan sent me this the other day. And it was, uh, people say that we're more distracted while driving now. And it was like this TikTok or whatever. And it's this dude yeah. like with his giant thing of like CDs <laughs> yeah. trying to change the CD. And he's pulling yeah. out MapQuest printouts and shit. I'm like, yeah. I don't honesty are we that much more distracted now yeah we have jackasses that are texting and driving constantly but are we that much more distracted now than we were back then 
like no, on the, the cusp thing, of technology bro. like come on yeah i mean same with our parents holding out giant ass maps trying to figure out where the fuck they're going you know that that's pretty that's more distracting in my opinion than looking down every once in a while but what is it the goofy movie where he does it he goes off trail and he's just like fucking yeah. off-roading in the fucking wagon yeah exactly dude it shows like on the map it's like doing circles and shit and loops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah all the fun all that fun well in more of a somber note for us, uh, one of our good friends uh, that does listen to the podcast all the time, uh, me and Billy both went to high school with him. We're still stay good friends, even though we haven't lived near each other really in what a decade and a half. It's been yeah, a long I mean, time. We all we all went to the East Coast at least, you know. Yeah, yeah, we did. He's he's up. Uh, he's in New England, and you're in Philly. I'm here in Pittsburgh. But uh, yeah, uh, shout out to our buddy Sean Kane. Um, his dad passed away over the weekend, his dad, Ted, and, uh, we were able to do a fun thing that I try to do all the time for Royal Rumble. He didn't let us know until afterwards and it it sucks. We're going to do this first shot of the podcast and it goes to Ted and, uh, our thoughts and everything are with you, Sean, you know, anything you fucking need, bud, you've got it from us. Gotta be a hard time. And and we know that. So, uh, yeah definitely here's to you bud cheers to ted and yep. cheers to ted take a little bit of a moment here Woo! all right well on less somber notes i suppose sorry but uh do you want to get into this uh conference championship weekend absolutely let's do it <laughs> all right first game Bengals and Chiefs. Hell yeah. This is a tale of two fucking halves, dude. <laughs> Seriously. Isn't it always? Isn't it always, bro? It's and, the same with the next game. Uh, yeah, but like this one seemed more. The, the, of course. The Bengals and of all people, garbage ass Eli Apple. Stopping Tyreek Hill at the one yard line with no time left at the end of the second uh, quarter. Changes yeah. everything. If they score well, mind there, you, it was what twenty-one to three at the time. Twenty-one to three at the time. Yes. Yeah. And here's the thing: is like I wrote it down as that is literally the play of the game. Did you know that Andy Reid told Mahomes he wants the field goal, and Mahomes forced him not to take it? What is Reid doing? Mahomes. He well, I mean, you at some point you got to let the players play, right? And you have a what a twenty or a eighteen point lead or whatever. At some point, you got to instill. And, Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, here's how it goes. Okay, we should just lay it out like this. Like, the first half, the Chiefs scored every single drive. And they were touchdowns, man. They were just moving it. No no effort. It was just easy. And the Bengals were going three and out. The offensive line looked terrible like normal. It was awful. And then, like I said, it was 21 to three. And uh, (laughs) Mahomes, I think he assumed he had a timeout because he attempted to call a timeout after this play ended. But there was what, like seven seconds left, five seconds, something There's like that. There's like no time left. Well, yeah, but I mean, like to start the the play or whatever. Oh yeah, and seven. I think it was seven. Yeah. Oh, it was it was actually okay. So they started this drive because I think they got like a really bullshit pi, right? Yes, they so, did. So I should say the refs were letting them play this game, which was great. It's all I wanted. But at the same time, they were letting them play for the Chiefs a little more than the Bengals, in my opinion, because they were holding like Higgins' arms and stuff like that. I digress. They get a PI on the one yard line, and there was 13 seconds. I wrote this down. I was like, the Chiefs can score 
or they could drive the whole field in 13 seconds and score to win, but they can't score from the one yard line with 13 seconds to go. Right. And it's so funny because they had like five, seven seconds or something like that. And Mahomes forces Andy to go for it. And instead of just throwing it away, like he did on first down where he chucked it in the ground kind of deal. He throws this little <laughs> flare route out underneath to Hill. And of course, your boy Eli Apple fucking tackles him short. And that is literally the change of the game because going in the second half, Mahomes just crumbles from there. Dude, he was garbage like, in the second. Garbage. I used to say that I used to say that Carson Wentz was the original uh, Mahomes just because I was trying to feel better about myself. But at the same time, he kind of was where he, he was. would like he would get out of this traffic. He would duck dudes, throw some squirrely like balls and it would work. And that's what Mahomes does. But at the same time, they also have the same weakness where they force that. And in the second half, it was almost like Mahomes was trying to make up for that shitty play call before halftime because he was forcing these things. And granted, the Bengals switched their defensive scheme up finally instead of this deep two safety shell bullshit and just allowing all this underneath stuff. But in the second half, bro, ever since then, Mahomes was holding the ball for upwards of like he, four seconds. It, he was the fastest quarterback, I think, to release it or one of the fastest. It was like two and a half seconds in the regular season. And then this game, he was almost four seconds worth his release and yeah. that's what fucking ruined him dude it was awesome he honestly in this game I, he so i felt like the 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 Bengals pass rush in the second half was just entirely different than what it was in the first percent and yeah. they were eating up the offensive line this is probably the worst game creed humphrey their new their rookie centers had this so far this year and yeah they, they ended up playing into a, a realm where they were basically just rushing four and having somebody spy on Mahomes. Yep. And then after so long, they they keep him to the middle, and then the fucking spy was coming in up the middle and, and making him move. And then he was running around like a chicken with his head cut off constantly and then getting three, four yards. Nothing. Yep. You got set all well, four sacks. We're in the second half. Yeah, so here's the problem is the Bengals' idea was kind of like what the Eagles do with the or the well, what people do against the Eagles is where their D line doesn't press you know they're not trying to push downfield to sack the quarterback kind of thing they were waiting in their lanes because uh mahomes was running so much yeah like he was keeping plays alive in other games and then the second half they were like fuck that we're just rushing him and they were getting to him constantly and with mahomes trying to like press and make these huge plays he was doing dumb shit like he fumbles before the game ends almost ruins it right then and there and like just throwing picks left and right dude it was a beautiful scene but i don't know man it, it was just so cool to see it, I, I don't know. I should I should say I feel bad for Andy Reid and Chiefs fans slightly because I've been in this exact same scenario with four straight uh, you know NFC championships and yeah. only winning one of them. But it is nice to see as like somebody on the outside, <laughs> and <laughs> his offense is literally laid out the exact same as it was here. So he's got Mahomes instead of McNabb. He's yeah. got Tyreek Hill instead of Deshaun Jackson. He's got. Uh, Hardman instead of Macklin, and he's got Edwards uh, Claire or whatever the dude's name I can never pronounce, which is like a really quite shitty poor man's yeah. yeah, which is a really shitty poor man's Westbrook. It's the he's same way shit. worse than Westbrook. Don't don't. I know, but what I'm trying to say is he's trying to complete this exact same team, and Kelsey is a uh, Selick. You know what I mean? It's the same shit, and the exact same scenario keeps happening to this man. It's so weird, and like he put, I think he puts too much faith into it, where Mah he let Mahomes play. You know what I mean? Instead of sitting him down at some point and being like, what the fuck are you doing? 
you know what I mean? Like in the second half where he just completely starts falling apart. He just lets him play it out and it, to his detriment, dude. Like Mahomes completely collapsed that second half. Completely. Oh, and is, on the other the side. issue. Yeah, on the other side, Joe Burrow was high stepping sacks, dude, throwing bombs. It was fucking awesome, man. You know what I mean? Joe I think Burr. What? Huh? Yeah. Joe Burr. <laughs> yeah, he's got a bunch of nicknames now, bro. He's fucking stunned. Joe Sicey, uh, Joe Burr. Dude, he's killer, man. I fucking. You can't help but like the guy. I know he's in your division, but the dude's fucking awesome. And it almost started with like. So right before half, they get the screen to P. Ryan, the Bengals do, and yeah. for a touchdown. And then ensues that Chiefs blow up on goal line before half. And then it was just all Bengals highlights. Literally, the Chiefs never scored again since that little blunder until the fourth quarter where they got that gift of a field goal where Mahomes fumbles right before the field goal and everything. And then they get a field goal to go into overtime again. Second week in a row, we get overtime. And the Chiefs Twitter tweeted out right when the, the, the coin flip happened. They were like, oh, we win the coin toss again. We win again. the coin toss again. Yeah, fucking idiots. And then opening play, basically, Mahomes throws his deep pick, just forcing in a double coverage like he does. And the Bengals, you know, they did what they do from then on. They handled their business, man. It was nice. It was awesome to see. They did exactly what they needed. And honestly, the, the best part was, for me, is like KC was like touting themselves consistently on this with the Pittsburgh thing of like, y'all can't run on us. And yeah. then what did what did what did Cincinnati do to end that game? In the they second ran half, they it just down yeah. their yeah. fucking throats. Killed them, dude. Mixon, man. Even with that shitty line, it just shows you how good Mixon is, dude. He was just eating them, dude. And that played to their advantage, though, because the Chiefs wore the fuck out. Because even in overtime, they did the same scenario. Like, granted, it was like I wrote it down as like the T Higgins drive because Higgins had a lot of like crucial catches on that overtime drive, but they ran them like straight down the half field that they left them with. Well, oh, so, dude, it was so so pretty. Granted, like honestly, yes, they were without Teron Matthew, or no, he was he played. Sorry, Teron Matthew played. He played. He but, came back. Yeah, they but, had everybody, bro. But no pass offenses from him on your on your rush front your front line. Your, your pass rush. Chris Jones. Three tackles, two solo, no sacks, no tackles for loss, no quarterback hits. Frank yeah. Clark. One tackle, no solos, no sacks, no tackles for loss, no quarterback hits. Yep. On a team that gave up nine yeah. fucking sacks the week prior. And you have such a lead that all you have to do is pin your ears back. You know what I mean? Bro. It's it's wild. But at do. the same – do you blame the defense, though? I blame the offense more because if you have this high-powered offense and you can't score a single fucking field goal the second half of this game, that's on you, bro. And I, and I should say, since that play before halftime, right? Yeah. At the start of the fourth quarter, the Chiefs only had 41 yards of offense since yeah. halftime. They did not play good they at all. Sh they shit the fucking bed, bro. It was all bad. It was all bad. Well, like I said, it was the Bengals getting pressure up the middle. And then and yeah. then Mahomes had happy feet. When that home when that homeboy has happy feet the way he did, dude, like he just loses it. Like yes. it's the same way that he looked against the Buccaneers last year. Yo, Tell he's me got I'm that wrong. inner Carson. He's got that. No, I'm telling you right now. He's got the inner Carson. I tried explaining that to a Chiefs friend of mine because I remember after this game, I guess we should say the Bengals fucking won this, right? We they go did. into overtime. Yeah, we go into overtime and Chiefs got the ball 
they hyped it on Twitter and everything. And then immediately Mahomes throws a pick and the Bengals drive and kick a fucking field goal with McPherson again. Like studs, dude, just studs. And I, 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 I let the Chiefs friends just chill, right? I didn't message anybody. I understand how this feels. Yeah. Like I said, I've, I've also lost my fourth straight NFC championship or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. But uh, <laughs> but the, the their immediate response was to blame the refs, bro. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. The refs kept you in this fucking game for one. And two, Mahomes collapse is what I'm blaming this on. And they wanted no slander of Mahomes. They were like, they claim this dude's God. Nothing can go wrong. And I was like, listen, motherfucker. I also thought the same thing about Carson Wentz. Like, you know, I I drank the Kool-Aid as well. But there was these glaring things that they (laughs) they do. And they they share the same weakness. I know I'm a big crybaby with Wentz or whatever. But Mahomes and him share the same weakness where they try to make plays every play. And that doesn't work, bro. Especially when you spent the whole first half taking the checkdowns. Like, why would you not even attempt it? I don't understand what the fuck. Like I said, I think that play rattled him before half and he just like thought he had to make up for it or something i don't know like i understand that the Bengals shifted their gears a little bit but it's also the chiefs offense bro like you can't get one field goal and that one field goal they got before halftime was a fucking gift because mahomes fumbles on the play and he just got so lucky that there was one red jersey amongst a million white and orange ones around oh dude that he jumped on the ball before the end of the game you mean yeah right before the uh field goal to go to to end the game Yeah, yeah yeah Yeah, he so almost, Mahomes, he almost gave it away then, and then he gave it away by throwing yeah. an INT. That's what I mean. He made them have to kick like a forty-eight yarder or something, where it would have been like, only like thirty yards or some shit. I know that a lot uh, of people will say like, "Oh, well, it was a long INT. It may as well have been a punt." No, you don't understand. No, an INT is so much different for a yeah. momentum standpoint. You picked. Yeah, you, not you, you tried throwing man. a bomb. And you picked yeah. it off. Get it the fuck out of here, bro. Like he he under he underthrew a bomb. He forced this underthrow bomb into double coverage to Tyreek Hill because he wants it all. And of course it's tipped. And the worst thing ever in the world is a tipped ball in the open field. And of course it was picked, dude. They deserve to lose. Fuck them. He can go make TikToks. His girlfriend can scream in some videos and shit. They can go home and cry. And he should probably retire. And uh, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm just so sick of this face. You know, I, I I really wanted them to be good. I love Andy Reid, of course. Uh, it's like a it's like a hurt ex girlfriend with him a little bit as well. But like, it's cool to see my friends' teams do well when they've also been shitty my whole life. But that yeah. fan base, much like when the Royals won, they flipped into this like obnoxious, annoying motherfuckers. When I know damn well, 99 percent of them never watched a goddamn football game in their life until the Chiefs won that Super Bowl. There's Board, a lot of them that are good. that way. I will say this, and this is what I'll say about the Omaha ones. So my hatred for the Chiefs comes from going to the stadium. Yes, me too. Well before any of this uh, yes, uptick correct. of, yeah, way before any. The fans there are fucking douchebags. Douchebags. Yeah, giant assholes. Most of who I met in Omaha that are Chiefs fans are fine. I love them. They're not any different than us in how reactive they are towards games and towards what happens and everything else. They're not dickheads. They're, they're, they're not fucking completely ridiculous. They, they watch the games constantly. They, they've been fans. They know heartbreak. I get it. Yeah, they're very they're very fair. I understand that as well. There are a couple, and I won't name them outright because I'm not going to try and be a dick, <laughs> but there are a couple that have gotten to be quite ridiculous in the last fucking couple years with a little yeah. glimmer of fucking hope, and you look good, and you have my homes, you have all this shit. 
And then they, like, talk shit. Like, the one about Stephon... Like, one thing is, like, you talk shit about Stephon Diggs in the Buffalo Bills game from yeah. two weeks ago now. And they like, fail to acknowledge Gabriel Davis Yeah, you fail to side. acknowledge. You literally let a dude yeah. get four touchdowns. It just never happened in an NFL playoff game yeah. before. NFL record, man, but whatever. And you literally had to have your your your, your fucking team needed the, the Buffalo Bills to... I'm, this is this sounds terrible saying let, but they let the Chiefs. Oh, they did back into that game. We've gone over it, man. They played the seconds. hail mary. And, yeah, you don't yeah, it's stupid. Let the team in with 13 seconds. You cover them man to man. You don't go into prevent. You just don't. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But Bro. either way, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm on my rant. You just let me have my fucking yeah. rant. Okay? Yeah, do it, do it, do it. But You're like, good. seriously, those are the ones where I'm just like, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, yeah. come on, you're, you're going to try and talk shit about something here when you literally just gave up a record breaking fucking thing in a playoff game. Fuck out of here, chief fan. Well, they don't understand Go cry what that it's Derek like Thomas watch. killed himself. <laughs> Go cry yeah, that Derek Thomas off. killed himself. Yeah. Fuck off. That's that's the one jersey to own as a Chiefs fan right there. That's yeah, fair. But I should. But I, I just don't say care. that their fans just they turn such a weird page like they become like. I don't know, like so, uh, like explosive. Like they hate their team so much. Everyone sucks. All this crap. When like the mo- most minor shit happens to them, you know what I mean? Which clearly shows that like they're not veteraned into this like depressing thing that it is to be a football fan. You know what I mean? Like you have to put up with some bullshit to be a fan of football. But I don't know. It's weird, dude. It's good to see them lose. I feel like the football gods stepped in a little bit in the second bit. half for karma. You know what I mean? Because even the announcers, I don't know how much you heard because you were working or whatever, but the announcers, Romo and his boy, oh, they were all of it. Were all over it, man. And they were like, oh, if you ever thought the Chiefs would have a, you know, like a downtick because like all the emotion last week and everything, it happens kind of thing. They were like, oh, you were wrong. They're so good. And then the second half was just, <laughs> it was just nothing but poetry, dude. Oh, it was so, so nice. The one thing that I'll say to this one is just, I was more annoyed than anything else at this. And this is the this is the one post that got me the most from Chiefs fan. They lose Sunday night. I see this post and I'm just dying. So oh, yeah. glad it's so cool for me to so cool to hate on the fucking winning team. Now, everybody's not a fucking Chiefs fan. Blah, 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 blah. The very first fucking comment was, bro. Does this not correlate to you hating Tom Brady and the Patriots? It's the same fucking thing. Yes. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. But then I, when I commented, I said, I have no problem with 99% of the Chiefs fans in Omaha. I love them. Everybody I've been around that I'm friends with, chill. They're cool. They know heartbreak. It is what it is. I know that they've gotten a big head in the last couple of years because they should. Yeah, you know, Mahomes has been great. The offense has been that yeah. good. They just haven't. It is what it is. They haven't had that fucking kick in the dick to put them back into regular life. Right. But when I responded and said, I don't give a shit about the Omaha fans. Like, Omaha Chiefs fans are cool. What I hate are the fans at Arrowhead. The actual fans there are the biggest douchebags in the world that I've ever met. They fucking threatened to punch my 10-year-old fucking cousin for yeah. twirling a fucking terrible towel. They threw beers at me in multiple yep. games because I'm yep. wearing Steelers gear at a KC Steelers game when Pittsburgh beat the shit out of them. Yep, same. 
I have stains on a Le'Veon Bell jersey that I wore to the fucking playoff game because they couldn't handle losing by six field goals. Yeah, that's it. I mean, when when I went down there, they just yelled a bunch of gay slurs at me and threw beers at me and shit because the Eagles beat them too. So well, welcome I to fucking. I was a kid. I was welcome to I Independence, Missouri. Of... Also, by <laughs> yeah, the way, get a fucking stadium that's actually inside your city. Don't make me hey. drive forty five minutes to your city to tailgate. You're preaching to the choir here. Is the only team in the East that uh, has a team in the city but yeah no i completely understand bro i just don't get it how is that fun how can you how can you actually go to that game have beers and make it affordable to tailgate well and getting out of there is a fucking nightmare it's the worst bro. it's the like fucking 30 worst. west fairs on top of each other it's just like the worst thing ever Dude, man the playoff game that i went to in 2017 we tailgated after the game because we knew that we weren't getting out for hours. We got yeah, there so early that we were yeah. not going to get out until the very last. So we had no choice. So we just tailgated the game after the game. And then yeah, you have to. I've got my Chiefs fans friends trying to fight other Chiefs fans for talking shit to me. And I'm just like sitting there happy as a clam because I fucking my, my team, my fucking team won. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm not talking shit. I'm just standing here happy. I'm happy. Yeah. Get like if I was talking shit, by all means, fucking kick the shit out of me. By all means. Whatever. But even then they're shitty it's shit. They're talk. bad losers. They're really bad losers. Horrible man. losers. It, 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 that's what I the team kinda like shares that mindset too. I know we're just like taking this time to slander the Chiefs because it is due and it is fun. <laughs> but but like their team on the field also like begs for calls nonstop, flops all over the field like they're playing soccer. Like they're shit they're so shitty. I can't stand that kind of stuff. But, but also, uh, so so we do this. We have to and I'm gonna say this. This is not all Chiefs fans. I actually like most of the Chiefs fans friends that I have. I love yeah, them. I love course. them to death. Those that I know. Um, we do get to give Andrew a bunch of shame right now because somebody told us he was going to come on this podcast, win <laughs> or lose last week. Yeah. And guess who's uh, bitching out right now? Is this a Chiefs fan or a Bengals fan? Chiefs fan. Andrew from fitting, last week. Fitting, fitting. Piney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Piney. Yeah. Piney's not okay. coming on. We had a good conversation too. That we had the bastard. conversation. He was going to come on, win or lose. Yeah. Now, what I will say here before we get into this next one. The next one doesn't matter. I know that spoilers already out there. You won this week. Yeah. So I do have to do a shitty shot. Now, I'm going to let you choose this, but I already know the fucking answer. And I sent you the Snapchat of Megan trying to do one of these. But the old Wicked Pickles back in Pittsburgh, baby. Yeah. I feel like they should sponsor our show at this point. <laughs> this point dude. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Uh, Yo, two two things I'll say before this shot. I just want I know that we shit on the Chiefs this whole time, right? Like it is what it yeah, is. Yeah. But in all honesty, at the end of the day, the Chiefs are fucking amazing. Get over yes. your shit. They'll be in this scenario a million times, like you big crybabies. I know you've only watched football for the last four years or whatever, but chill. You're fine. You're better than most teams. <laughs> but nobody is fucking Tom Brady. That's a little that's a scale that nobody can reach until you start cheating. So like you're not gonna win six Super Bowls. I'm sorry. It's just not gonna happen. Happen. but enjoy what you have you have a 
better quarterback than most probably ever will. So enjoy it. That being said, Mahomes was 37 and zero when leading by 15 points or more until he met Joe Burrow. Yeah. Now he's 37. Oh, and now he's 37 and 37 two. and one. That motherfucker. Fuck you, Pat Mahomes. You stupid bastard. You and your stupid brother. They had to ruin it for the league, man. Dude. So I just want to say this. And this, this is just because <laughs> I feel like his fucking fiance and brother are the perfect example of Chiefs fans. They do fit in really well, don't they? It's really funny. Yeah. Like, just like, the not not like the Chiefs fans that I'm friends with and know, but the Chiefs fans at Arrowhead. They're perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Loud, obnoxious, do shit they <laughs> yeah. shouldn't, like spray people yeah. with fucking alcohol for no reason, twerk on fucking videos for no reason, like, <laughs> Well, the little brother dumped water all over him after one of that, the losses this That was year. in He's Washington, though, wasn't it, not? Yeah. I don't remember, dude. It was it an away matter. game. That was an away game. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Ravens. It was the Ravens. I'm sh- Either way, like, they're just such a bunch of losers, man. All right. Ditch the chick and the brother, and I'll like you again. But, yeah, take your shitty shot. What are my choices now? Uh, pickle Wicked and Pickle what? or 99 Peaches? Pickle. Pickle God me, bruh. Damn it. So, you Butt know. Chug it. I'm not. No. God damn it. <laughs> it probably tastes better. <laughs> it might, to be honest. Um, so I went to the Penguins game last Tuesday, and we took shitty shots walking in. I sent you the Snapchat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I got my partner, Megan, to take one of these. She's like, what is this? It's like, it's Wicked Pickle. It's Pickle. She loves pickled things. All that. It's like, you got to have it. She yeah. got like a gulp and almost puked. <laughs> yeah did and you tell it doesn't taste like pickle <laughs> i did i did i did yeah. we were like walking into the fucking pp like we we're walking down to the bar before ppg it was just fucking hilarious but yes wicked pickle are you cheersing me on this do you not have a shot what's going on am i doing yeah, this yeah. alone yeah yeah i didn't realize we were doing i'm pouring another fireball if that's fine but yeah yeah come on pussy all right yeah Fuck pussy off. what yeah pussy all right here we go cheers go. bangles I feel like. Oh God! Woo! How is it? It's so bad. Yeah, it's, it's a so chemical bad. burn for sure. Dude, it's not sure so who approved bad. that one. Who decided to make that and think it was good? <laughs> I think they a, just thought they. There's no I, whiskey I they, at all. No, I think that they they thought they would just sell. I bet this is like a one push. Like, get all of our stock out. People will buy it seeing the pickle on there, and then they'll realize it's awful. But I do want to say that before we move on real quick, I want to props to the Bengals, bro. That's dope as shit. They were, what, four and nine or four and something last year? And uh, Burrow tears his ACL. You know, you think, like, your golden boy is gone and all that shit. And he comes back like nothing ever happened. Joe Burrow has proved everything wrong. What's really funny, uh, his head coach, you know, obviously, who was a Husker player. Zach and Taylor, baby! Your, your Huskers, yeah, your Huskers refused Burrow as a quarterback and everything. And uh, look at him now, man. They're both in the Super Bowl without you. So Let's be honest nice here. Joe Burrow was never coming to Nebraska, whether we refused him or not. Well, we wouldn't be talking about him right now if he did. So That's fair. Yeah, but did you know that Joe Burrow has a chance to do something that nobody's ever done, and he's going to do it in three years, possibly? What is that? that Super Bowl? What? No. He has the ability to possibly be the first ever 
Heisman Trophy winner, national championship winner, oh, that's and so Super Bowl winner. Yeah. No quarterback, or no nobody ever has done that. Yeah, it's so sick. And he has Before the ability forget, to do it in three years. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I hope he does. Yeah. I mean, spoiler or whatever. But uh, before I forget, there is a stat I remember about this this matchup uh, coming up since we already know the the outcome of this next game. Did you know this is the second time ever in NFL history that two number one quarterbacks in the draft are going up against each other in the Super Bowl? I had no idea about that. And that's that wild. fucking crazy, man. That's, that's crazy. Nuts. That's nuts. That just show that goes to show you that picking a quarterback first overall doesn't really mean that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, it does and it doesn't. I mean, honestly, like it's, it's I mean, it does if you have an instance of Joe Burrow who just completely changes your franchise in a year or whatever. But ninety nine percent of the time, it doesn't turn out that way. So, yeah. And so, you know, if I end up fucking going crazy here for a second, I'm watching this Penguins Capitals game. It's an OT <laughs> three on three. It's going nuts. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just letting everybody know. Like, I'm, I'm paying attention to both. I've got this podcast on lock, but I'm also watching my game. But yeah, um, I look at it this way with the, with the, the quarterback thing, though. Like, how many quarterbacks get picked number one and actually go to the Hall of Fame? I know. Well, you also got to think most of the time they're put in a really shitty situation, whereas the Bengals weren't that shitty. I know that we in your division they were, but you, your division had good teams. They so. were shitty at that point because of the situation they were in more than anything else. Right. Yeah. Like it wasn't it wasn't that the Bengals were shitty. It was a situation they were in in the division they were in. Exactly. That got That's them. what I mean. Yeah. Their coaching wasn't good. Uh, what was it? Hugh Jackson was good. No, no, that was fucking Cleveland. Hugh was Jackson a was ago. since he first, but either way, like they just weren't very good at that point in time. And they got that first round pick. Honestly, the biggest thing for them, but they get to fucking shove it in everybody else's faces now is how many people gave them shit this year about not Dude. drafting offensive line help with that first, first pick and going after yeah. Jamar chase. Only yeah. to find out Dude. that Jamar Chase is that fucking good. Bro, when you have game changers, you got to fucking take them. You, I, I know, like, first-round linemen most of the time do turn out well, but so do, like, fourth-round linemen. You know what I mean? Like, fifth-round linemen. Like, Jason Kelsey was a sixth-round. You know what I mean? Like, it just if you have a good coach, you can make anybody a lineman. That's great. But somebody like Chase is just revolutionary, and you pair him with fucking <laughs> Joey Burr, dude. Like, man they're gonna be so good for a while i'm actually really excited about them and i feel like i almost can't hate them in the way that i do chiefs maybe because i don't have to deal with their fans like you do so much but i just think they're just a cooler team i don't think they'll be annoying i don't think they'll be doing tiktoks all the fucking time i don't think they'll be screaming wives on videos i just think it'll be cool and joe burrow is hard not to root for bro like i said i smoked a joint for him like he did with his cigar i hope he keeps <laughs> that shit up for a long time you know <laughs> dude he's awesome so he's before, got those rose glasses and shit like the dude's studly man before we hit this uh next game and i know we've talked about yeah. this game a lot but uh one of the coolest things i think i saw and it's just because i'm a big fan also is burrow came out and was like i got a fucking call from kid cuddy I literally get hyped by listening to listening to his fucking music, Man on the Moon, all this. I'm like, dude, that's dope. Cause like, I love Kid Cudi. Like, I that's one of the few like rappers that I will follow. Consider like Mac Miller, 
Kid Cudi yeah, atmosphere, yeah. shit like that. I'm not big into this whole mumble rap and all the other mainstream bullshit. It's just not my thing. And it's no offense to anybody. It's just not my thing at all. It's just not who I am and not what I'm going to do. So I just feel like there's a little bit more of a like thing. Like a, there's more of a personal, I guess, friendship somewhat to that music with Mac Miller and, and like a Kid Cudi and stuff like that. Like. I don't know, maybe it's the emo kid in me that fucking just looks at it in the way that they, they talk and their raps and their lyrics and everything. But how do you it's feel about that? It's the storyline rap is what I like, too. Yeah. Granted, I, I like trash music as well. Like I'm a, There's a new genre of rap I don't know if people really listen to. It's called funk that I'm really into. But at the same time, I understand that it's pretty much garbage. It's like Suicide Boys and stuff like that that people probably know. But... When it comes down to it, like Mac Miller is also one of my favorites as well. Like the st- and like you know to a uh, earlier extent, like Eminem, you know, like he was. It's the storylines, man, and the ones that that tell the heartbreaking shit, but also like the really cool, fun stuff to a beat are the ones that I'm interested in, and that's what I feel too. But imagine like being a fan of somebody, and you're about to go play honestly the biggest game of your life i know the national championship is what it is but let's be fucking honest here right like you're about to go play for the 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 chance to play at the very peak of the sport you spent your entire life playing you know like it doesn't get any higher than this and the dude who you listen to who you use to hype reaches out to you to like you know give you some fucking encouragement and shit dude you gotta be stoked you know like that's gotta be like one of the coolest fucking feelings in the world man absolutely dude yeah like you can't you cannot put that into fucking words of how cool that would feel no yeah like it's it's on another level but i'm glad that that joey was able to harness it in like a godlike way on the field instead of like making it make it more nervous you know yeah but he's a fucking legend already bro that afc is just a bunch of titans bro it's just insane i'm glad i'm in the nfc right now because i can maybe squeak one out eventually but that that afc is brutal bro Oh, it's going to be a fucking shit show coming up forward, dude. Which is uh, why I low-key hinted in our text thread one time that Rodgers is not going to you guys now, bro. There's no way no, he goes to the no AFC way. and tries to fight that. Yeah, nothing. Absolutely no way. But Russell, too. But yeah, yeah. let's get to this other one. <laughs> so let's get to this next game. Yeah, we've, we've already <laughs> yeah. drowned out on this one too much. We got onto everything yeah. in the other It was the game so. of the weekend, bro. Like, everyone knows. So, yeah. Rams 49ers. McVeigh proves Billy wrong, <laughs> but not really. Yeah, he does make his fucking second Super Bowl appearance after getting his quarterback that he's wanted. Yep. This game seriously was just back and forth the entire time. LA yep. was garbage to start. Garbage. Terrible. And they slowly figure it out. Cooper Cup, 11, 142, two touchdowns. Can we start getting a Cooper Cup fan base? Like, bro, he's got a fan base, dude. He was the number one receiver this year. But he's not getting the same thing at tout as like a Julio Jones yeah. did when he was doing it, man. Like, come on. That's fair. Do you think it's because it's like a skinny white dude? I feel like most of the time those dudes are like pretty irrelevant or they're like speedy guys that last like a season or two. But he's just such a technician, you know what I mean? Like he's such a good fucking route runner. But he's amazing, yeah. Outside of that, like 
49ers, they finally put the game. They put the game on Jimmy Garoppolo. What's he do? Throws an interception. Well, hold on. Let's break it down like this. Like, it was a defensive fight. This is what the NFC really yeah. is. Like, what we've come to know, at least. At least growing up, at least, or whatever. But nobody was scoring, man. It was a defensive fight until there was nine minutes left in the half. And then finally, the Rams scored that Cooper Cup touchdown. But then it was all Niners highlights, bro. Debo touchdown. Gould uh, field goal. Even in the third quarter, Kittle touchdown. Like, it was all Niners until the fucking fourth quarter when shit just unraveled for him. And then that's when Stafford steps up, realizes that Cooper Cup is still a receiver for him and shit, and starts throwing touchdowns, setting him up for field goals and stuff like that. And they put up 13 unanswered in the fourth. Like, it felt like, yeah, this this game was like a battle and it was back and forth, but it felt like the Niners had control all the way up until there was 13 minutes left in this game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it kind of pissed me off because it's like, dude, like, okay, I know I hate on McVeigh with good reason, but like, I label this game as the battle of two choke artist coaches because Kyle Shanahan has choked his fair share of games away, bro. He's, yes, he yes. was part, he was the offensive coordinator for the 28 to 3 Super Bowl with the Pats or whatever with the Atlanta. Correct. He also blew that huge lead to Kansas City in the Super Bowl, you know, and he blows this lead. Like, he doesn't, he, a lead is uncomfortable for Shanahan. And it sucks, dude, because, like, <laughs> I, I think McVay is the same fucking thing. They're both the same thing. The only difference is one has, like, a quadriplegic as a quarterback, and the other one has, like, a decent elite but damaged quarterback. You know what I mean? And it came down to that in the end, which sucks, because Garoppolo wasn't playing that bad, dude, and the defense was, like, phenomenal. He just – it's so terrible where it comes down to Garoppolo to try to pull this out. And of course he can't fucking do it because he's Jimmy Garoppolo. And and this is his, his very last play is the Niners, which sucks. There's So I wrote it as, okay, so the Rams came back at the very end. It was 20 to 17 with a minute and 46 seconds left to go. Yeah. And I even wrote down, I was like, can Jimmy G pull this off? You know what I mean? Like he's like the go-to like joke in the league, you know, like he always fucks it up. It's Jimmy G, blah, blah, blah. And for the very next note I wrote is like, Jimmy G fucking sucks though, because he does his best Carson impression, gets rushed uh, by your boy of all boys, you know, and, Aaron and, he, and he's getting rushed. <laughs> Aaron Donald picks this play, dude, just to fucking destroy that line. And he does his best Carson impression, throws this backhanded random ass pick as he's getting sacked, which and the game over. You know what I mean? Like, it sucks, dude. And uh, turns out Kyle chokes more. And it is what it is. And it's crazy. I actually do credit the Rams' defense more than anything because the Niners, you know, their whole offense is the running game, much like the Eagles. And much like I've said is my biggest fear is when you're a team like that, I feel like stopping a run-heavy team is easier than it is stopping a pass-heavy team because passes are so wonky that they can go for, like, 80 yards and whatever. But a run going for 80 yards is so far and few between. And to the tone even of that the Niners ran 20 times for only 50 yards in this entire game, bro. And one of those was a scramble from Garoppolo. So ah, it was so weird, man. It was so weird. <laughs> Just like the first one, it was a tale of two halves where it was all Niners, and then it flipped at the very end, and the Rams fucking squeaked this shit out, dude. Yeah, no, and it, it's, they squeaked it out, and they pulled it off. It's what matters. Like, at the end of the day, who gives a shit? About how I it mean, happened, they pulled it off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they proved us all wrong by selling the farm for all these dudes. You know, they sold their draft picks for the next two years or whatever it is, and it worked. You know? They have the ability and right now Odell, to fucking take a fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. 
I mean, if they win the Super Bowl, nobody's going to give a shit if they don't win another one for like five years. You know what I mean? No. Because like that's all you ever want. So I don't know. I will say that McVeigh in this game, he coached like shit. I don't care. Like everyone can hype him. Everyone can like talk about his tree or whatever, which is bullshit because he came from somebody else's tree. But it, this dude was horrible with his challenges this game, man. What's crazy is he challenged once all season long, and he challenged twice this game, and they're both horrible challenges, which he fucking lost. So he was out of challenges and timeouts with ten minutes left in the game that he was losing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's not give this guy some golden fucking trophy for oh, pulling out. I don't think out. anybody's gonna give him a golden trophy. Yeah, right well, now. they will. They fucking think McVeigh is the best thing in the world, man. They they talk about him like he's like the 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 ascending son of the NFL or whatever. But like, they're both choke artists, dude. It's just who can out choke the other one, and Kyle loves to choke more apparently. So, <laughs> the, I mean, the fuck, NFC dude, West that's choke a, party. I guess that's what we're gonna call it. Now. Yeah, I mean, that's all they've ever proven, right? I mean, like I've gone over uh, Kyle's chokes, and then McVeigh, like he came out and even said that looking at Bill Belichick on the other sideline made him turtle inside, like <laughs> in that Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, good for him not playing somebody with like some credit on the other side, so maybe he'll pull it out. But fuck, dude, I don't know. I don't think it. I, I guess in my mind, I don't think either of these teams deserve to be here. Personally, I don't think they're. They don't think they got the stones for it. But it is what it is, man. You know. I think either way, the way that we look at it, the NFC champion. It's gonna end up. I know they are. Oh, you think the NFC is going to win it? Yeah, I do. Well, we'll get to that. I don't want to spoil nothing. But, We're not uh, spoiling anything. I'm, I'm just saying. Early, early, I'm early glad analysis. you think that way. Early analysis. I'm glad you think that way. Well, I mean, yeah. to be fair here, we're tied for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Super Bowl comes down. If we don't pick the same team, we're going to tie. So Sounds like we won't. Sounds like we won't. But I will just say, let, let me let me go into the archives here real quick. Go into the okay. archives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. One thing I will say about Odell. Remember when he switched over teams or whatever? Yeah, or he, yeah. he uh, came to the Rams. You know, he took his entire paycheck in Bitcoin. And he got which, a lot less now. Yes. Yeah, which halved, right, lately. But also in L.A., they tax you over 50% at the original rate. So even though Bitcoin dropped, he gets taxed at the original rate that he was going to get paid. So he, he, in the end of the season, made $35,000. Yeah. For the whole season. Yeah. I'm aware. Like, granted, in the, in the, he's making playoff checks now that aren't Bitcoin, I would hope, at least. But, dude, could you imagine that? Like, you, he pretty much banked on himself completely with that, which is cool. I'm glad it worked out for him. But, man, the ball's on that guy. $35,000? Yeah. Um, just so you know, I went to the archives here and uh, Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Your Super Bowl prediction of the Bills versus Bucks did not happen. Yeah. My Super Bowl prediction of the Bills versus the Rams half happened. Oh, big winner here. Big winner. Big winner. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm pretty sure I had the Niners right, so at least I was close, dude. No, you. Had but the you Niners. didn't have the Bengals, motherfucker. I took the Bengals over the Chiefs in our pick this week, bitch. So that's even and more this, than yeah, like the playoff pick. Did. But you didn't have yeah, the. They, you didn't. Okay, you did have the Bengals. You did. No, I had wait, them wait, going wait, wait, all the way to the AFC Championship. You had the fucking I? Bengals losing though in the pick'em, in the actual fucking 
bracket. You had the yeah, Bengals the losing bracket, to the Raiders. Yeah, I thought the Raiders were hot. But, hey, I was the Bengals. I got the Bengals as far as I did. So it is. Yeah, at least yeah I was, you took the Bengals this week. I'm talking yeah. about the fucking actual fucking. I don't care about the semantics, bro. We're here. Bengals are in the Super Bowl. You hey. got half. I got half, hey. dude. This is where we are. <laughs> in our bracket, I actually got one of the Super Bowls. So whatever. Fuck off. I, I did. Well, whatever. All right. Do you, what, do you want me to take a fucking shot or something? No, no, dude? no, no. no. We'll, we'll do that. <laughs> in the, we'll do that. One. Right. I won All this. Right. We'll do that next week. But All right. Cool. Just say it. I'm glad that we have this. Uh, we already have this set up to what we're going to pick next week, dude. We already know. <laughs> I'm, I'm at this point, I think you're going to take the Bengals, and I'm going to. I'm going to take. Uh, yeah, I'm, you're going to take the Bengals. I'm yeah. the Rams. I'm taking the Bengals, no matter who the fuck they're playing. You kidding me, dude? <laughs> kidding me, especially with choke artist McGee over on the other side with his fucking loser quarterback that loves to lose, dude. Who cares, man? Joey Burrow, let's go. Somebody loves himself some Joey Burr. Burr. I'm all in, dude. I Joey can't, I can't hate him. I can't hate him. There's nothing to hate about this man, man. <laughs> all right. Let's get into the, the second part of this podcast. Yep. Uh, welcome to what's going to end up being what's going to be fun for us to do during the offseason of the NFL. We have wrestling. Hell yeah. Wrestling. As everybody knows, we had Royal Rumble last week. Last Saturday. First Saturday pay-per-view for a WWE show. And I think since basically uh, they did the original WrestleMania two-day thing. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's what it was. So I haven't had it. I don't remember. I, don't, I do not remember... A Saturday pay-per-view for wrestling, except for AEW. Yeah. I went to the Elimination Chamber a couple years ago, and I thought that was Saturday, but I was also really fucking drunk when yeah, I got there. Sunday, so but that was Sunday, <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember, like, at least a good first half of that, so. Well, let's get but. into this one. We'll just kind of recap, whatever. This is our first fucking match. What I deem the best match of the entire goddamn pay-per-view. Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. It's fantastic. Dude, but on top of it, they used such a good job with having Rollins come out in full yep. shield garb. Yep. And come through the crowd. Just to they got the crowd convey, jacked. But, Just, but yeah, yeah. Not only did they get the, the, the crowd jacked, but everybody at home goes, oh shit. You've been conveying this like mental thing over top of of Roman, and you're gonna use it more like pull out the fucking shield thing. Yeah, and then great match back and forth, multiple finishers between each other. Don't finish each other. Reigns gets him into a guillotine and does not let go. Rollins has the fucking ropes. He gets DQ'd. Doesn't lose the title. Well. Doesn't Perfect the ref weight. put his hand on there though? Doesn't the ref put Seth's he hand on did, there? He did sort of. He lifted yeah. it up. Yeah. And it does do that. That is a thing. But <laughs> but either way, still gets a DQ. Yep. Still get a DQ out of it. Reigns loses for the first time in over two years. 
Yeah. Still has the can't beat Rollins. <laughs> he, no, he still has the whole can't beat Rollins thing. It's gonna be it's gonna be used further going forward. None I thought it was a sick way to keep that going too. Absolutely. Because like even after he he cheated to win or whatever, like got disqualified, he started hitting with chairs and shit and yeah, you know, like it was cool. Well, he used that as because that's how Rollins ended the Shield. He yeah, attacked yeah, yeah. him and him and now John Moxley with with a uh, chair. But also the one thing that I did laugh about was uh, Pat McAfee did not refer to John Moxley as Dean Ambrose. He referred to him as Moxley on the broadcast. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. He referred to him as Moxley on the broadcast when they brought up the whole Shield thing. He goes, even though Mox isn't with the company anymore, like, oh shit, WWE using his new name with AEW, yeah. not Ambrose. Is that his, re- is that his real name? What's his yeah, real name yeah. then, Dean? It's Moxley, John Moxley. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's why, but... But either way, so that was a great yeah. fucking match. Probably the best match of the fucking night. Get into it. Women's Royal Rumble. Wow. <laughs> Great to start. Such fun. And then literally watch and we literally were calling it out what was going to happen. Yeah. In the fucking text thread. The final Dude. four was pretty obvious, but. We knew Charlotte was... wasn't winning. Yeah, it was Ronda Flair. What, Basler or whatever, and then Belair. Yeah, Bianca Belair. And yep. Belair gets knocked out. Basler gets knocked out. Rousey's laying on the corner like she was hurt, but she gets back up and she's fine. Fucking Charlotte Flair misses a kick and she gets tossed out. Ronda yep. Rousey wins. Y'all bitches claim that I fucking called it and I rigged the goddamn... <laughs> this guy was re- this Play. guy was he, you're, you're the one that handed out the numbers where I, so we all drew numbers we put in we, money drew numbers whoever yeah. we had 10 uh, of us we had 10 won. of us yeah we all got three entrants i drew them via yeah. facebook live everybody's in front Brent of me. drew them but but he looked up the predictions or or the yes. rumors first and I then looked he up made the rumors sure and predictions and made sure <laughs> that i got the right ones yeah yeah, yeah jackass yeah. whatever but yeah Ronda Rousey gets it. She wins. It seems like they're going to fucking shove her right away towards Becky Lynch. Because, like, why wouldn't you? We'll talk right. about this match right after. Um, The next match on the card, Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. Which Dude. may have been the worst match I've ever seen in my life. It was fucking weird, man. Like, I, 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 to be perfectly honest, I'm not watching wrestling every time it's on. Most of the time I tune into the pay-per-views and that's about it. But it was an awkward, awkward fucking match. For one, I should say on the last match, I like a Ronda Rousey. I don't know if anyone hates her or something, I but I think she's kind of cool. Yeah, she's cool, man. So I'm down with that. I don't like Charlotte. I, that shit's boring. Even though she, she like, completely, like, regrafted her face, she still sucks. But... This match with Dewdrop, it's Becky, who's awesome, of course. But Dewdrop, I've never even seen her before, to be perfectly honest. I know she was in NXT and she was like kind of cool and shit, but it was She strange, was super man. dope in NXT. Really, really great. That's and what they I, brought that's, her, they brought her, her in yeah. to WWE. They, they gave her the, the promotion. And she came in as like Ava Marie's 
like hitman type thing. Okay. They changed her name to Dewdrop, and then like now they're still like trying to push her, but she has no storyline. It's just no. She's just there, and she's a great performer. Le- legit great performer. It's it's great, but like part of the reason why the this match looks so bad was when Ronda Rousey wins the fucking Royal Rumble. The WrestleMania sign shot off with a bunch of pyro. And oh, yeah. Caught, and it caught <laughs> on fire. And it was melting yeah. and dripping on the people underneath. So they had to evacuate the fucking section underneath of it, bring the sign down, put it out, and let them do all that. So there's no crowd interaction during this match at all. First off, the match is not great. There's no crowd interaction at all, which makes it worse. Becky Lynch wins. Great. Bran, you shit all over Dewdrop. Nobody cares. Like, it sucks. Yep. It is what it is. Worst match of the night. We roll into the next match. WWE Championship. Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. We were all talking about this. We thought this should have been a, a squash. Lesnar comes out to squashes Bobby Lashley. They play it out a little bit. It was not a long match. Lashley gets to win. Because Roman Reigns interferes. Spears fucking rock while the referee's down. And then Paul Heyman. Good old Paul Heyman. Hands off the belt to Roman. He takes out fucking Brock. Pin. Done. Paul Heyman goes back with Roman Reigns. He's no longer with with Brock. The one thing I'll say about this, which I love. This is the first time WWE in what? Almost two decades now? Is giving Brock an opportunity to just be himself. Yes. Work a mic. Be the be the baby face. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Like I actually enjoy Brock right now. I, I liked his little intro with Paul Heyman. You know how they get the whole crowd hyped up. Yeah, and shit. yeah. That's really neat. But it is cool of a turn. So now he's with Roman. Yeah. I, and also, like, we knew with this result, we knew what the men's rumble was probably going to be. As soon as this happened, as soon as we realized <laughs> yeah. that that Brock lost, we knew the result. And that's shitty. And we'll talk about it once we get into this Royal Rumble side here in a second. Yeah. Well, the next match was Miz and Maurice versus Edge and Beth Phoenix. This was total garbage. Yo, you didn't like this? I thought it was rad, dude. <sighs> it would have been rad dude, as a, it would have been rad as an opener. That's it. Well, I thought I thought Beth Phoenix was killer, dude. She showed up. She, she was power bombing people, suplexing people. Beth- it was a man. It was it was a man and woman, man and woman. It was like a mixed match. Or so so, uh, so you tag. want me to be honest here? Yeah. Beth Phoenix was great. You know who she was sucked? Awesome. Maurice. That's you fair. had three actual wrestlers. And one model. That's fair. And it was garbage. I felt, well, I felt like it was just like a highlight reel of, of of Beth, though. Just being like, "Hey, man, she's dope. Like, it is what it is. Like, the Beth Miz Phoenix is still is like amazing. a kind of a gimmick." And yeah, she's fantastic, bro. Like, she literally surprised me. She hasn't wrestled in what forever it feels like, and she came out just fucking suplexing people left and right. It was sweet, dude. Yeah, it was great. It actually ended up turning out fucking awesome for that but i feel that that should have been the first match of the night 
Yeah, that's, that's it's, fair. It's a solid match, but it was not that great. Honestly, like you're you're letting the highlights of Beth Phoenix overshine a lot of the bullshit that Maurice brought into that match. Well, I actually kind of like here. All here's the one thing I'll say is I liked how this pay-per-view started because that first match was dope and oh, i think dude. that everybody knowing that the men's rumble is coming up after this one like that's the we all we're all here for that right so if you, if you think about it when you're in the arena you're probably going to go take your piss get your beers and shit now during this match that yeah. nobody probably cares about and then the following one is rumble and, and then you're ready you're already in your seats you're ready for it that's fair. Yeah, that, make, that make, actually makes sense. So it's good planning. Yeah, yeah. It is the worst match, probably though. I mean, uh, actually, I do say <laughs> Dewdrop is the worst one because at least Beth had some highlights in this. But. Yeah. <laughs> but that rolls us into the men's Royal Rumble match, and I'm just gonna say this: WWE fucked up real hard on this one. Oh, hard. You had every opportunity to give this Royal Rumble to anybody but Brock Lesnar. Everybody thought it was going to be Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Everybody thought it was. Right? Right? Give it to somebody else and let Brock Lesnar take a championship off someone. At Elimination Chamber. Which, by the way, they just set that up. He's going to go for... He's in it. He's in the Elimination Chamber for Bobby Lashley's title. That he just lost. He could win it and have a champion versus champion match still. And you could bring in whoever won this. This Royal Rumble into a triple threat. And make it not so fucking obvious. Like, dude. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows that WWE is pretty fucking bad at writing these stories anymore. Like, their fans write the better shit. That's why AEW is so much better, because it's like a fan service thing. But Dude, it's so I, I, much better. Well, who would you have rather had? I mean, didn't it come down to him and... Um, who would have who rather was had? It? AJ Styles. Let AJ no, Styles AJ be the first person from... I fucking hate AJ Styles, dude. Why? They Because ru- they ruined him once he came to WWE. He's so boring. He's so bland and boring. And he has the same special move as Roman Reigns, a stupid jumping punch. It's the lamest shit ever. You used to have the coolest special. Phenomenal forearm. I don't give a f- come on, bro. We have all these cool flip moves and stuff. His one, uh, when he was with whatever that fucking league was with a million okay. side rings. So better question. Seth Rollins. He comes back from his fucking beatdown. Wins the Royal Rumble. Way better. Way better than Brock, right? Yeah, if yeah, way better, dude. Way better. I would rather I would rather him come in twenty eight or something instead of Shano, and then. Brock still come 30th, and we're all like, oh, Brock's going, right? Because he he lost to Lashley. And then Seth beat him, and we're like, oh, shit, cool twist. You know what I mean? And then you still get your elimination. Another one to fucking throw in there. Big E. He just had the title. Yeah. Give Big E his props. Give him the goddamn win. Let him fucking win. I think I think the whole success behind their group is just because fans love them so much. I don't think the league wants to give them anything. I it mean, also, fuck you, what? Co- it also didn't help that Kofi, there was a botch. Kofi was supposed yeah. to be in much longer than he was. He was literally oh. in. If you didn't see, he got pushed off by Kevin Owens to the, to the barricades. 
but he didn't hold himself over top. Yeah, that was a tough ask, bro, because he had to launch from the ropes onto the barricade, but not touch his feet. But he also had to, like, hang off a bit. It's not like he could just jump straight on the thing. I will also say this. And so... No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. finish. Well, I was going to say, the, the, they had to have... I mean, what what played out had to have been their plan B, knowing that the momentum most likely was going to have his feet touch. You know what I mean? Like, that's super hard to do. It is. It, Kofi wasn't supposed to win this. He was supposed to do his thing and have his fucking normal yeah. Royal Rumble, I got out of a fucking elimination type thing. But where I get pissed is one. Shane McMahon, you're not a wrestler. You're not. I know you're charismatic. I know you are. But where the fuck do you get in here when you have guys like fucking uh, Finn Balor sitting back and not getting brought out? Where the fuck do you get off being the writer of this and having Bad Bunny of all people? Oh, my God. Bad Bunny comes in and eliminates four people. Dude, I thought he was just going to be the celebrity gimmick last year or whatever, and they've kept him around. Like, I can't. It, granted, he has gotten better at as being a wrestler in the in the ring. Like, Even he has Johnny gotten Knoxville better. Even didn't eliminate anybody. But yeah, Bad he did. I think Bunny? He did. Yeah, no, I think Knoxville eliminated one person and then pointed at the sign, the WrestleMania sign, and then got thrown out or whatever. But. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think the, the WWE knows what the fuck they're supposed to do anymore. They're just so big that. They're holding on. You know, it's one of those things like they make enough money to survive, but they have no fucking idea what they're doing anymore. Worst. You know what I mean? Royal Rumble. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I could go that far, but as far as just the men's rumble itself, it wasn't very good. Oh, the men's rumble is terrible. Just terrible. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, we've drone on too much on this one. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Lesnar comes in at 30 and fucking wins. Yeah, cool. Yeah. We, Sean we're, Kane we're, gets the prize though, so Yeah, I'm glad Sean that did end up winning that one. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, Brad. You got that. the you got the men's you got the men's prize. But uh yep. Yeah, like I I don't know. We're not as charismatic yeah. while talking about wrestling as we are about football, so sorry well, no, about that. I mean that. football is is God's sport, so I mean, my team just lost no T, so it is what it is. Hockey. Nice. Hockey. Nice. Fuck off! <laughs> Your hey, team on, can't man. even get people to show up. That's okay. That's true. It's really bad. Dude, I almost went to a game last week because, you know, it was $4. Dude, the game it on, was $4. I think it was Sunday. So they'd lost 13 straight games. You guys had the possibility yeah. of snow on Sunday. You were playing the yeah, Predators. Yeah. And that was our first win. Yes. But the funniest <laughs> part about it was they completely tarped off the upper bowl. Yeah. Anybody that had upper yeah. bowl tickets, they just pushed them down to the lower bowl. <laughs> I mean, that would have been cool because you would have got a free upgrade, but I get it. I mean, I saw plenty of people, like I said, people out here are afraid of snow, bro. They are, oh, no, they, they are afraid of rain. That's not me saying anything bad. Like, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I mean, granted, Flyers fans haven't been showing up, but you can't blame them. But again, this was like a wannabe snowmageddon, you know what I mean? So, but anyways, uh, (laughs) how do you want to end this up? 
I suppose we'll do another shot, I guess. Uh, we'll do a shot. I do have, uh, you know, my cool little stats or whatever. Yeah, yeah uh, stats, One stats. random thing. Did you see that? Um, I, I, this is when I thought the Chiefs were going to win. I made this note. But, you know, Zach Taylor, the, the Bengals head coach, right? Yeah. Played for the Huskers, your the guys Huskers, and everything. Yeah. Did you know that his college career ended in Arrowhead Stadium? Yeah, Big 12 championship game. Exactly, and it almost his he almost lost again in Arrowhead, so I was like so nervous for him. <laughs> but what he a started at thing. Butler Community College too. Oh wow, wow! Which is in Kansas. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Well, yeah. it was like fate. It was like fate. Um, we'll take the shot. But did you do you want to touch on the uh, Flores news at all? Oh shit! Yeah, no, no. We have to. Act, we actually have to yeah. talk about this. I have. I, I, have Bill, I did not I have, put this in the notes because it came out after I sent out the rundown. Right. We I have, have Bill Belichick's text messages, by the way. Dude, <laughs> this is absurd. Dude, so so short. Long story short, Flores was the coach of Miami Dolphins, right? And he was doing a hell of a job. He's like the only Belichick understudy that's done fucking anything, really, right? And they fire him out of nowhere. Seems weird, but like it's understandable. They haven't won anything. So he's going on we the. We talked uh, about the no, coach. hang on, hang on, hang on. We talked about this on this podcast, and I said it's dumb to fire him. It was, and not yeah. the GM. Sure. Okay. I I agree. I mean, he was doing a hell of a job, in my opinion. Anyways, he was going on the uh, the coaching hire tour, and he thought that like he was about to interview with the Giants on like a Thursday. And let me pull it up. But Bill Belichick. All right, well, I don't know where my phone is. Bill Belichick texts him, and it says, Yep. Just landed, question mark. And Flores is like, what do you mean, kind of thing. And Bill says, It wasn't just Giants landed. Question. Hang on, hang on. Let me pull this up. It was not just landed. Yeah. It was basically him saying, I think you're a shoo-in for the job. No, I know. That's how it started. Yeah, yeah. He said, and I heard then, from the team and I heard from other people that you are who they want. Yes. And then Brian is stoked. And then and then a he minute responds, goes by and he goes, he responds yeah. with, do you think you're texting Brian Flores or Brian Dable? To which Belichick responds. I apologize. I misread the text. Yes. They're giving I'm the job Dable. to Dable. <laughs> Uh, and it, dude, this was three like a Monday. Days, yes. Three days before his fucking interview. Yeah. Dude. This is the most absurd thing. This is why, like, I think the Rooney's had a really good idea when they brought up the you need to hire or you need to interview at least one minority candidate every time. But where we're sitting here now is that they're just fucking throwing a minority candidate to interview later on. Yeah. Usually they, they, they interview a guy in-house. I mean, fuck, the Eagles have even done it. They, we interviewed Deuce Staley, our running backs coach, for like three straight coaching hires to the point that when it came to Sirianni, he was like, That's fuck bullshit. this, I'm out. It's yeah. bullshit. Oh, he's an awesome coach, too. I really wanted him instead of Sirianni, to be perfectly honest. And instead, he said, fuck <laughs> this, and went to Detroit. The only thing that I will say that... I don't fully agree that it's because of the situations going on is the B enemy thing. I think B enemy is Bro. biding his time to try and take over KC. 
that's fine. But at the same time, he also hasn't been offered any. But again, you also have both coordinators for Tampa in Todd Bowles and uh, fucking Mar- Marshall. God damn it. I'm blanking right now. But Byron you know Lefwich. what I'm talking about. He just took the job. Byron with the fucking, he just took the job with the Jaguars. Yes. And then to a lesser extent, the Niners defensive coordinator who is also black. It's also his first year, but he's doing fucking phenomenal in D'Amico Ryan's ex Eagle, by the way, he is getting no head coaching uh, offers at all, or even interviews. Whereas the Eagles defense. Is that after the Texans? During the Chip Kelly year. Yeah. 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 He was awesome. Gotcha. Chip Kelly called him Mufasa because he was like the, the head lion. Uh, He was good. Anyway, but uh, instead teams are interviewing the Eagles defensive coordinator who is also a first year defensive coordinator in Jonathan Gannon who was garbage by the way like that's all I've talked about all year long is how fucking terrible he was and he's getting his head coaching like it doesn't make any fucking sense I understand that it goes beyond us too you know like we we, we're just a bunch of dorks talking about this but it's it's so fucking blatantly obvious man it was obvious before Flores said anything and it sucks that Flores basically gave up his like coaching candidacy in the NFL to do this, you know, to come out and be the guy, basically the Kaepernick of coaching to be like, this shit's fucked, fix it. But he did it so smartly because he came into it with a bunch of emails as evidence, text messages, messages from Belichick as evidence and so on and so on and so on. You know, like he might actually have a case. Granted, he he might not be a coach ever again, but, but uh, he might set it up better for uh people underneath him you know what i mean it sucks but Fuck that. i'm glad that let him have his I, case we'll hire him as a fucking d coordinator in pittsburgh it'll be great dude i would oh my god i would take him a million times i'd pay him more than sirianni to be our d coordinator are you kidding me <laughs> dude <laughs> i mean if i could put him as head i would give a fuck he's a great head coach he's already proved that so far he took this the laughing is, stock this is the shitty part about it is this is where we're at right now with the rooney rule these people yeah. are setting up these fucking interviews. They're not interviewing these fucking minority candidates at actual opportune times to actually generalize and actually interview them to put into part for them to actually have a shot at the job. Um, yep. I think the enemy thing is a little bit different than the others because enemy is constantly with his team all the way through a Super Bowl. So that shit sucks. But I also think that it's also been leaked out there numerous times. The enemy doesn't interview well. But dude, a lot of people don't interview well, man. That's fine. And, and honestly, you, you can't, you can't use that. Are you competent? Hold on, hold are you on, competent on. in Eric B enemy coming in and being the head coach of your team? Yes, I would take the enemy. Are you kidding me? He's proven nothing but success. I already took a fucking Andy Reid understudy and Doug, and we got a Super Bowl. Yeah, are you but kidding me? Andy, like, he never called plays. He does now. No. And Doug never called. Doug didn't call plays. Doug was only afforded the two-minute warning or the uh, the two-minute drill in regular season. That was all he ever called. And, uh, yeah, and enemy, you can't use that as Super Bowl excuse, to be perfectly honest, because what they've been to two. I don't, I don't two. use a Super Bowl excuse. I don't use that Super Yeah, Bowl. it's four straight NFC championships or whatever, but they've been to two Super Bowls, so you can't be like, oh, we waited. The motherfucker's lost three of those or two of those or whatever it is and you can interview him whenever you want plus there's a week between the Super Bowl you can interview him as well they just don't want to do it and it sucks dude because the top coordinators in our league right now are all African American and like they refuse to even like touch base on it or even give them a chance to have a conversation and it fucking sucks like I know like we aren't the people to like shout about this or whatever but like it is what it is it's in the news right now maybe so I mean whatever but 
We might it's not meet the fucking dude. giant media conglomerate <laughs> that everybody else does, but fuck, if we shout about it, maybe yeah. somebody hears. Fair. That's fair. But, uh, I don't know. It just sucks really bad. Like I said, I mean... Even like with I my said, own team, I've seen it. Even though they are cl- they are uh, deemed like one of the better uh, the you know, Miami forward. situation that we're running into right now that sucks more than anything else is he yeah. came out and he flat out said the owner of Miami was offering him a hundred thousand dollars per loss. Oh yes, that's what I was looking for my phone. And for. that that is that's huge. If you can show yeah. me that that's what he's trying to do, Miami's in for a lot. That was in 2019. Their owner, their, owner, their owner is losing his team. He's, yeah. he's selling it. You're no longer an NFL well, owner. That's you got to think about this, bro. You got to think about this almost in the way of Sean Mc, uh, Mc, uh, what's his fucking name? Saints, bro. I'm sorry. I'm million drinks in before we got on this. Stan Kroenke. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Sean Payton. Remember oh, when he sorry. got uh, suspended from the league? Yeah. Uh, him and his D coordinator because they were offering money to hurt Greg players Williams. and shit. Yep. It's not too different from this because you're literally telling your head coach you will pay him a hundred grand per game he loses in 2019, right? Because they wanted yeah. to tank. But you're putting these guys out there on the field getting hurt or whatever scenario, you know, like they're literally battling out there for no reason. Yeah. Like literally no reason. They're getting hurt. They're putting their bodies on the line for no fucking reason because behind the scenes they're losing on purpose for like chump change to these guys. I know a hundred grand to us is a life changing, but no. these dudes are getting millions of dollars. So like, I don't know, man. It's just such a fucking clusterfuck. Does the NFL step in and make him step down? I don't think they do. I bet well, they don't. I mean, we're gonna find out soon enough. So yeah, that's fair. I guess if he gets, he, yeah, we'll see how bad this turns. But honestly, I still don't think he does. I don't know, man. It, I don't know. it comes down to money. I mean, like, how many times have we ever seen owners driven out of here? The Eagles owner one time because he gambled all of the uh, <laughs> the team's money away and shit. But, like, Carolina owner because he doesn't racist. So, like, here's here's the deal. With the situation with the Flores, like, I know a lot of people are going to end up, like, trying to pin him down to a point where they're going to, like, exercise him somewhat to a point. And I don't fully agree with that. Are you talking about like bastardizing Flores? Yeah, like he's from not, the league. He's, he's yeah, he's not gonna fucking job. He's not gonna get this. He's not gonna get that. And it's bullshit. Like, like let the it is bullshit. It's a bro. It's the same thing as Kaepernick though. Like the guy could still play. He's better than ten of the starting quarterbacks in the league. No, maybe not now. It's been a few yes. years, but not now. You know what I mean? But you never Kaepernick know. But... Been, Kaepernick. I'm sorry. We flat out honest here. Kaepernick's better than fucking Fitzpatrick. No, let's not go that far. Come on, let's not to- uh, let's not tarnish the Fitzpatrick uh, or the Fitz Fitzmagic stuff. But he's better than Tua. I'd take him over Tua. I'd take him uh, over. Uh, I don't know about Tua because Tua can get better. I'd take him over Heineke. I would take him over a lot of people, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. As would I. Um, but but the, the, that's where we sit here with this situation, and now we have to make this decision. <laughs> now we have to fucking try and have all this conversation and it's like bullshit because like dude end of the day why the fuck are you getting rid of brian flores dude i would take him so many times like he's such a good coach dude it's unreal like why would florida or it's not florida miami miami get rid of him it makes no sense yeah and they they still have a coach for you with shit fucking teams 
Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he, even in a bad season, he still beat the Patriots, though, which is all you can ask for. You know what I mean? Like, it sucks, man. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It's just this big bombshell right now, and it's kind of nice to see. We have two weeks of nothing to talk about because the Super Bowl's in two weeks, so he picked the perfect time to blow this up, and I can't wait. Well, we have have next week to go full analysis on the Super Bowl. Yeah. There's not much that we're going to talk about with the Pro Bowl because the Pro Bowl is garbage. It is what it is. Yeah, it um, sucks. Yeah. But we have a full week to, to garner knowledge and get in, get into it. And we'll next week fully get into the fucking Super Bowl. We'll do our picks, the final pick of the season for the NFL side of things. And honestly, like, we're going to fucking keep on this, like, Brian Flores thing. I'm like, this is going to be a thing that I talk about for the rest of this podcast this year yeah that's fine with me man i mean to a lesser extent the, did you see the whole mina uh kimes thing i did not with see jeff mina garcia kimes. too no so bef- she slandered jimmy g for like being the reason why the niners can't do shit right like she she didn't i wouldn't say she did it in a harsh way she just did it like we all did like i just did you know she jimmy did it like always a fucking, fucking fucks up like an analyst should an analyst like better than honest to god Honest to God, better than 90% of what's on ESPN and shit. Those Correct. fucking dorks can't tell you who's even on the team. And then, so Jeff Garcia, of all people, came out and lashed out at her about how she's never touched a football. She's a woman. She should never talk about players. that She, she doesn't understand what it goes into playing and all this kind of shit. And uh, <laughs> Jeff Garcia has pretty much been like completely canceled from the universe after that. Cause they're Jeff like, Garcia Dude, can she's- go fuck himself. It Literally. sucks because I have such a love for Jeff Garcia because that one season he came in and saved my life for a little bit. You know what I mean? That's fair. Like he came and played for but we the, can all yeah. We can all still just say yeah. that like Jeff Garcia was a douchebag. Yeah, apparently, dude. He I was mean, a douchebag when he played. He's a douchebag still. Yeah. Nighthawks bald-headed fame, fucking Him and his bald-headed fame. I would punch well. Jeff Garcia in his face. Yeah, well, that's right. In the that's end, right. It, it turned- we did this. With, we did this with Warren Sapp, Jeff Garcia. I will punch you in your face if you show up at my house. He was such a treasure in Philly, and now he's just completely worthless. It sucks. He's but, garbage. Yeah, but anyway, just to move on, the last thing I'll say is like we already knew the spoiler of what the Washington team was going to be called, but it was like officially leaked today because they have banners up and they have all the merchandise leaked they are called the commanders the washington commanders now and gi <laughs> uh, joe go commando yeah i originally thought it said commandos which somehow is a little less shitty than commanders i think commanders is really fucking bad but <laughs> congrats washington commanders uh i would have rather stayed football team but uh go you i guess Hey, here's to, uh, I guess we'll do this final <laughs> shot as, uh, here's to the Commanders. Oh, yeah. yeah, go Commanders. Uh, NFL, get your shit together. Hire Brian Flores. <laughs> go, <laughs> go Commanders. Bengals. Go Brian yeah. Flores. Woof. Good, good shit. Go Steelers. Go Birds. Wentz is a bitch. TJ Watt, <laughs> that's a player of the year, baby. That's Fuck it. Right. That's it. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>